welcome to Aftermath Soiree. <laughs> With Worm and JP, welcome, welcome to, to our, our new podcast. podcast. Welcome back to uh, another episode of Soiree, Aftermath Soiree. So, uh, last week or last episode we left off in regards to where we met people. Um, I know yeah. my good friend Worm <laughs> asked me several times in the previous episode yeah. where I and um, I, I kept dodging the question. I, I think it was a little bit of alcohol and uh, just not afraid. answering. Yeah, afraid. But uh, to answer your question this time, I've met people in bars. I've met people at uh, by getting set up by other mutual friends. I've met people at uh, gatherings, at parties. I think what I took from all of that was uh, that the setting does make a big difference. I, I, To me, I think it makes a big difference, the setting of where you're meeting somebody. Because sure. you go in with an expectation. When I've met people at the bar, I went in with an expectation that I wasn't going to have anything serious. When I met people at gatherings or I've been, I was set up by other uh, mutual friends, uh, the expectation wasn't as low. I, I, I saw yeah. it more of, okay, this is this has potential because we're not at a bar setting. Um, so that was my outtake or, or my yeah, yeah. Uh, input. It, in it sounds like to... a little racist. <laughs> just, just, I'm just throwing that out there. But <laughs> but, but why racist? I mean, because it's... Well, I, I think um, racist is just really uh, what we've learned in the past, right? And yeah. so I think we all kind of do it to a certain level, but you already go with an expectation. It's a bar. Right. Oh, I see. So you're, it, yeah, it's more biased than, than racist because yeah. at that point, it, like you mentioned, I'm already going in with an expectation. Yeah, but I had to put a little bit more chili into it, you know. The, <laughs> Some more what, what will wake you up. You sound a little dead right now. You're like, it was, I'm waking you up in the morning or something. Like, I know. And uh, no, so that's true. The, the Those are some, where you find them is a start and what we're trying to dive into now is if this girl is serious, what, what do we do? What, what is it? Where should we start um, with, with proceeding this? Well, we were talking about this prior to us starting. And um, I think the synopsis was that we have to understand where we want to be in regards to a relationship. Okay. Um, so, yeah. We we have a foundation that we have for each other or for for ourselves, what we want, what we don't want, and so forth, uh, going forward in a relationship. Uh, then we go into finding somebody at a location, uh, whether it's at a bar or at, at a local gathering, a church, wherever right. it may be. And then we have to figure out ourselves where where are we in in the dating relationship. Are we just dating to mess around? Are we dating to get more serious? Uh, I think that's one of the prominent questions that we have asked ourselves prior to getting into it. Yeah, and, and I think that uh, could be another topic. But I think right now let's try to focus on this is this girl has potential, okay? Right? And now we're a little older. Um, some of you might still be young. But the idea is that you start to... Your life already has some kind of structure, some kind of foundation. Yes. Where 
you go out with friends. You might do, you know, Saturday, I mean, Sunday with a family night, right? You might have already, you know, with the guys once a month, play, you know, poker, you know, smoke some stogies and drink. True. Right? So I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, let's define what makes us happy, you know? Maybe we're at a point where we might have to put a lot more effort into our careers because we want to go to the next level up, right? Yeah, that that's correct. I mean, you're you're correct in all those points because you know when you meet somebody, you want to offer something to them. You don't right. want to just be. And I think in our age, um, beauty or looks aren't going to be our friend. So I think we, <laughs> I think we should have something more to offer uh, than just say, "Oh, look." I'm good looking, or I have yeah. a six pack, or I'm, I'm a bodybuilder. I have the dad bod yeah. kind of going. <laughs> I heard it's in, right? <laughs> hey, as long as people like it, shit, why not? Take well, advantage of it. And and I think I I understand where you were going with this, and I, and I would chime in to say is is basically you do want the offer more, right? Um, some people have a place, uh, a good career already. But also just to let them know how much time. Like if the girl is real needy and they need a lot of your time, um, I'm not at that point where I can give them that much time because exactly. I have to divide it with the, my kids, with work, with the side works, with just friends and family, right? So they also have to kind of be busy, hopefully, where we're meeting up when we'll, we'll make a niche for it, but it's not going to be 24-7 type deal. And, and I think that's where I was asking the initial question regarding where do you want to be in a relationship, um, especially when you're dating. Let's let's go down that road of you find somebody, you're interested, she's interested, um, and then now you guys want to move forward. Like you mentioned, you, you have certain things that you as a family man uh, just are not willing to give up, and that's part of your foundation, True. and which is all fine. But I'm on the other token of that, which is you have your kids every day. Yeah. yeah. And I have my daughter every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So I have more time to to develop a relationship. But with that said, it's not just about a woman being needy. It's about a man, man being needy. But when you're in, in a relationship, depending on where you're at, it doesn't matter whether you have those commitments, you will make time. And that you'll make the effort to make the time to meet up with this individual. You know what that 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 is true. You if you're digging this girl or liking her, if it's going you know, good, you will make the time. That that is true. But also is sometimes they want more. So just letting them know, hey, you know, I got all these things going on before the relationship really gets moving, then you've already established, hey, this is how much I can offer. I'll make time here and there when I can and, and do all that. But, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe you want to do a spontaneous thing. I may or may not be able to do it, right? True. And so so you so you want to set off boundaries of what you should and shouldn't do in a relationship um, personally because everybody's going to have their own boundaries. Everybody's going to have their own um their own things that they they're just not going to give up uh, starting a new relationship. Is yeah. that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and it, the idea is that we should know more what we want, lay down the foundation, 
and it'll get you through or i mean i think it's a better approach for the long haul where you meet them you go through that honeymoon phase and all of a sudden they're like well you don't do this you don't do that and it's like yeah i kind of said this at the beginning and and then that way you can identify these things and if they start to be an issue you're like i can't compromise maybe my kids or this you have to figure out where you might have to compromise if it's going good and then seeing where that goes which is fair to say because unless you're and again we're we're going to give you a disclaimer me and worm are are not psychologists we don't have degrees <laughs> we're, we're we're not somebody that um are professionals with advice we are just two guys that are going through the same thing and trying to figure it out like everybody else um but we're older yeah so I, I think for older people, it's a little bit more difficult because you have your children. Like you said, you have a routine. You have things on your foundations that you're not willing to give up. I mean, when you're younger and you have no children, you have no ex-wife or no ex-husband or whatever you may be, whoever's listening, it's it's easier because you don't have anything to, any compromises that you have to really deal with. As where Worm and I have, more compromises to deal with only because we have ex-wives we have children baggage (laughs) well i mean i wouldn't call it baggage per se but yeah i mean some of it might be baggage uh and then one of the things that you did mention was that during uh the next relationship that we have or the next dating uh escapade if you may that's pretty good huh some lingerie (laughs) so the next escapade that you may have um, where are you in that relationship mentally? Are you ready for that, or do you want to just keep messing around? And if you are ready, how does? Well, I don't want to say it in that form, but we sabotage it based off of our previous relationships. What do you that, think about that? That's a good insight because I think we do to a level. I think we all do sabotage it sabotage it if the relationship seems to be going good but we might see tendencies of something where she's not mm, completely being honest it feels like she might be i don't know still looking around maybe tasting you know other (laughs) ice creams out there you know i like the way you put it tasting other ice creams (laughs) you know so that's so sometimes I think um, we just have to go with it with a certain level. You put yourself out there, but be smart enough to really stay on top of certain signs. We're old enough to know them. We're at an age where we can't say, I, I you know, it, it's a little bit harder because we've been through relationships. Yeah. So if something is bugging you, you can bring it up normally or just keep an eye on it and see if there's a pattern, if there's a consistency. And by that, I mean, like, you know, all of a sudden they go out and there's a tendency where they don't answer their phone at a certain time or they just always have a good excuse at a certain point where I went out with my friends and then what happened? I, you text and called or something and you can't get a hold of them and there's a, there's a pattern. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or... When you're with them, they're an, they're looking at their phone too too much. Yeah, you know it's little things where if if you don't know, then talk to somebody and see if it if there's something there. 
one thing you don't want to do, from at least my experience, is jump the gun, right? You gather your information, then you make a choice to go in there deeper and figuring out what's going on, or just keeping a tally, and then you realize at the end, you know what, this this didn't turn out the way I wanted to. And you have all the you know soft data that that you have to make a decision on not moving forward. I get what you mean. It's like like you mentioned. I think at this point of our lives, we're older and we understand what we want and what we don't want. We do sabotage our new relationships based off of the things that we did or were done to us in our previous relationships, and we feel that everybody's going to do the same thing, which is unfair mm-hmm. to do to the new person. With that said, you mentioned in regards to uh, gathering soft data. I think I, I, I feel comfortable enough to say that most men pay attention to certain patterns that women do. Yeah. Um, and once they deviate from those patterns, it's sort of hard to say, well, that's normal or that's, you know, just a, a glitch that she's doing when it's happening more and more often. Like right. you mentioned in regards to going to a club or going out with friends and all of a sudden she can't answer your phone call or she can't reply to a message when she's done it before with either other friends, family members, or et cetera. Right. Um, so it, it, you start seeing those patterns and you start building that soft data, like you said, and you either move forward with confronting the individual with the soft data or you let it go. I, I think that's where right. you have to define what you want in a relationship. It, and to clarify, you know, you guys are out there, what the hell is soft data? To me, it's just enough information, enough patterns, enough things happening where it makes you wonder. It, it sends yeah. up a red flag. Yeah. And so then if you actually have facts, the, that that's a whole other ballgame. That's concrete stuff. Facts is concrete. You've yeah. seen her. You've seen the text, the pictures or something. But this soft data is just almost like a vibe and, and there's a constant. It happens often. And, and this is not for the guys that are messing around with several girls. This is more for the guy that's kind of more serious with this girl. Yeah. And so I just want to let you guys know because you guys are thinking, man, you guys are little pussies here. You know, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is if you really want to, like, start, hey, this girl has some potential, you know. She, let, she lets me go out with the guys. She doesn't question if I come home, you know, drinking or if I smoke, you know, a cigar, you know, the, the nagging is not a, is there. You know what I mean? They, they, they kind of more compliment you than anything else in your life. And so then having a girl around like that is good because you don't have to go to constant bars trying to pick up because of the, the older we get, yeah. you know, it's like it's a hassle. It is, and it gets expensive. I mean, <laughs> going out, it, it does get expensive. And um, like we mentioned, it's to us this is the experience we've been through uh, after divorce Mm -hmm. so we're trying to figure out ourselves some of the things that we want and and through this process that we've been going through we have been figuring it out we've we've been stumbling yes we've been stumbling a lot but uh, i think for for the most part we've been figuring it out and like you said finding that compliment girl that or that girl that compliments you in your life makes it much easier but once it's just not a it's not just about her complimenting you if you see that she is doing something that for you causes
causes a red flag, that's the soft data. And you could move forward to either confronting her and, and figuring out what it is or take it further and, and try to figure out, like you said earlier, the, the hard facts, getting the hard data. Um, <laughs> so that, that way, when you do decide to confront her, then you have something concrete to say, hey, this is, this is what's going on. Where do we go from here? Um, it, I guess a good example um, that I can think of right now is uh, the phone use. Like if I like the girl and I'm I'm there, I try to be fully committed um, in that moment, right? We're out eating, watching a movie, or just drinking, or at a bar. Um, I might watch my phone here and there, but it's not as I'm talking to her. Maybe when she leaves, just in case. I didn't get a text from the kids or, you know, something important. But you can tell when you're trying to talk to them and they're looking at their phone and you're in a conversation and they're constantly looking at it, it that's a little disrespectful in my eyes. I agree. That is, to, to me, I don't know, how, to you and I, I guess, and I'm pretty sure there's plenty of other men out there, and, and women for that matter, that would find that disrespectful to, to have somebody in front of you using their device and that's a sign of disrespect in the sense of they're not giving you the attention because uh, if you're there in front of them then give them the attention uh, yeah. if not then why are you guys going out or why are you guys um, gathering together to, to be on your phones you're yeah and you're absolutely right it's it's showing them that you're fully invested in that uh, moment Right, and yeah. I and, and it's I, a good way of putting it. And and I and I think that we should apply it in everything we do. When we go with our friends, the same thing. With our kids, um, try to stay away from that phone and show them that you're you're invested in their time. Their time matters. Yeah, that makes right? a huge difference. And and I think that's a something I have to keep reminding myself. But it it it, uh, it helps with in the moment. You kind of enjoy the little things a little bit more you're not constantly looking at your phone and then trying to answer a question and you know or whatever the, the case might be um so that's one of the soft datas um i think the other one is they typically would answer their phone and on weekends or sometimes when they go out with the girlfriends they seem to be mia Again, the, the red flag that you're talking about is, right. is pretty noticeable when they're able to answer their phone during the week, but come the weekend with their friends, all of a sudden, their phone starts glitching and there's no answer. Yeah, and, and, and trust me, if, if, she, if she worked that Saturday or Sunday, hey, that's very under, you know, we understand all that, because I do the same thing. I'll, I'll end up working on the weekends. I won't answer the phone for hours, you know. Um, my friends be texting and there'll be like 50 texts and I won't see them because you're working, right? So there's some times that that's understandable. It just, you, you know when it's not. So it's consistent when mm -hmm. there's certain things that you do. Like you mentioned, if they're working, well, obviously they're, they can't always answer the phone or can't always reply. But if you notice that, and again, for men and women, whoever's listening, for men in particular, we pay attention to these little things that women probably don't think we do, mm -hmm. but we do. 
we pay attention to them to the point where it's not that we're looking up, looking at you or stalking you or trying to get, um, trying to keep you uh, on check. It's if you're already doing something with them during the week that's consistent and then you change up that consistency on the weekends because you're out and about with friends, then come on, that, that's, that shows a pattern that is untrusting. Very true. So with with all this said is you have to really look into yourself and all other relationships and kind of learn from them. And also, you know, it's good to have a couple of buddies to talk these ideas. Um, don't be afraid to open up even though they'll make fun of you. I mean, that's what our friend's for, right? Yeah. So the idea is just you, you got to learn and, and see what you want out of the relationship. And, and you put yourself out there. But not too much where, you know, you're a dumbass. <laughs> I mean, we all, I've done it, but it's just, you're trying to learn from it, right? You do. And so the idea is because these girls, they, they, there is this, I guess this, how can I put it, this weird thing where once they lose your respect, that's it. Yeah. Right? And so it's a thin line of being honest. You know, they all say, oh, I want him to open up his heart and do all these, the feely-feely thing and all that. That's to an extent, you know, and, 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 and no one tells us how and when it, it has to be done, but you can't really be, you know, a little pussy and you're always complaining, my feelings, oh, I got hurt, like, <laughs> they're going to lose respect for you, right? And so it's like, they say they want a guy to open up, but when, right? In, in what scenario? So you might pick your spots and if you got in trouble, that's when you do it bring up a childhood trauma or some <laughs> shit and that would get you out of something and you you know open up your heart a little and you only do it once or twice in my opinion right because it's like the less the more powerful it is and you're right i think once a man becomes vulnerable in front of a woman uh women use that to their advantage i mean and mm-hmm. i'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful to women but they really do they use that to their advantage to either use it against them or use it to hurt them uh, in the sense of, hey, you know what, now that we're broken up, you, you did X, Y, and Z. It's yeah. like, come on, that, that wasn't cool. Or to shame them when they're, they're not doing something that the girl wants. It, and you're right. It, this is not to, like, talk down on girls. It's more they, 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 what, what, what the girls want always contradicting, right? Yeah. How can you have this strong, masculine man and then show his emotions? Yeah, that's not the way it that, works. That's contradicting. Yeah. Like, like it, I mean, so so understand when they say that, they, they want to see a softer side of you to say, he's willing to open up to me. I think that's m- maybe more true. But he, they don't want a little, you know, real soft guy. Yeah, and so it, you're right. They, they are contradicting in what they ask for. And then when they get it, they're like, well, he's soft or he's not a real man because he doesn't do X, Y, and Z. But that's what you ask for. Yeah. And and for me, the, the, the fault that I have is I love food and I love eating anywhere, anytime, right? Like, So I'm very easygoing when it's picking food. Yeah. But in a relationship, the guy has to kind of toe the line a bit, right? And go, hey, at least give options. You want to go eat here and here. <laughs> 
and and at least started off with a manly type of approach because when you go ah eh, whatever all the time the girls never know what they want to eat anyways that's right? very true so set the tone and just makes you look better and just make decisions right i think overall it's just like you mentioned setting the tone and and being decisive because yes. if they show if you show them that you're decisive then they'll they that's what they're asking for to, for you to be a man and that's Part of being a man, being decisive. Uh, it could be wrong or it could be right, but at least you were decisive and, and right. decided this is what we're going to do. And overall, it's easier to show you being decisive than you being vulnerable because, well, not that you should be vulnerable, but I think vulnerability leads up to being a little bitch. Being a little <laughs> bitch and getting hurt, honestly. Yeah, and they, you end up losing their respect. And I think so. If you're they, vulnerable, too vulnerable, you do lose their respect. And and they're not going to admit to it. They're not going to really, you know, say it that way. I think what it is is over time, as these patterns come up, the soft data, they see it and they start just feeling he's soft, that I can push you around, that yeah. I can do stuff. You know what I mean? And get away with it. Yes. And so you start leaving the door open little by little and shit that you don't want comes in the door, you know? And so that's basically letting you guys know once you're in a relationship. Because sometimes guys, once they like a girl, they might open up their arms a little bit too much and then these girls take advantage. That is very true. So you have to be very careful how, how vulnerable you are with somebody that you're dating. Because if you're not, if you're just dating them, yeah, you gotta show a little bit of vulnerability, but not too much. Because again, women want a masculine man, and a masculine man isn't as vulnerable. So yeah, you you wanna like Worm said, you know, hold that back a little bit once you're dating. But I think most importantly is, what do you want? Are you once you find somebody like we going back to the to the beginning? Right. Once you find somebody. Like, are you in the mindset of, or, I just want to date, I don't want anything serious? What switch, What makes you flip the switch to say, yeah, this is somebody I want more serious? Well, for me, um, I would say it's, I, I want someone I can spend time with, Yeah. right? And marriage is not outside of the, of the conversation, but that's going to take a while. I don't think I want to go down that road again. But I do want someone that means something. You know, as as what I'm learning as I get older, I, I want m- more meaningful relationships. Like, I think I'm very blessed with the friends I have because they all bring something to the table and they all have a lot of, of history or meaning. Um, there's a lot of love there. You know what I mean? So then you want someone else to go spend time like hey let's let's go to the beach let's go on vacation like and then you take your kids eventually they'll get to know them hopefully right so that that's kind of the whole idea is is bringing in someone that that you can um you know build some memories and 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 be able to trust to a certain degree and stuff so i i think that's why understanding what you need from that relationship is is key what how you are now in your foundation right 
Um, but the whole thing is, to me, it's going out, having a good time, have enough bullshit to deal with that you, I, I don't want that coming home. You know what I mean? True. Like, you meet a girl, uh, you know, she's cute, she's this. It, it, if we can just enjoy the moment we have and, and leave a lot of the drama out, I, I think, to me, those are huge things that I would love to meet somebody where you can go grab a drink or go meet up with friends or, hey, let's just book a, you know, a vacation or somewhere to go get away for a couple of days and just have a good time. And you know? I agree. I mean, you, you're, you're talking about an ideal girl that you really want to have in your life. Um, and then that's not going to be easy to come by because we have to sift through the bullshit of, <laughs> of um, you put it, the way you put it earlier was the honeymoon stage. So once you're you're dating, you go into this honeymoon stage that you're both showing your great side. You're mm-hmm. both showing the best part of you. But then at at what level or at what time frame do you start bringing that BS down and showing them who you really are and or having them show you who you really are? Because that's going to really either make or break the relationship at that point to see, hey, this person is somebody that is stopped with the bullshit, the honeymoon phase is over, and we're still getting along. Um, Or once the honeymoon phase is over, you're like, yeah, this is not the person that I met or I want to be with because of who they are. Or they could say the same thing about you. True, true. Um, To answer your question, I guess it would be, um, I I like approaching it being myself since the get-go. For most of the parts. And I think what I hold back are like the kids, um, my family. Like I want to first introduce her to my friends. See, like to me, it's like the way I would approach it is I'm the same guy. But what you get to know in phases would be my friends. And if they like you, if it seems like you're jiving with them because they're part of me. Like if you didn't like them, then I would have to rethink that to see how bad the clashing happened. Yeah. And then the next phase would be, okay, maybe bring them to a family thing and then see how that all works out. The, the dynamics between, you know, my brothers, my, my, my mom, and you know, family, right? And if that seems to be going good, then I'll go, okay, now my kids. The last phase. Which yeah. Kids. And, and, and to me, because you have to be okay with everybody in my, in, in my in life. circle. Yeah. So that's kind of how I would, I normally would approach it. I'm, Usually just me because it takes too much work to kind of do the whole honey phase and all that. Um, I might hold back a fart or two. <laughs> I think everybody does, but so so yeah, like certain little things like that. Yeah, you kind of hold back, but to me, it's like be yourself. I think especially at this age, is, and then to me, these other things come in phases. And I agree. I think meaning for in your opinion, you you said friends, family, and then children. I think that's a good a good list to hit if you decide to have somebody more serious in the relationship and, and you're done with the honeymoon phase. Because if, if they're able to get along with your friends who are close to you and usually are, are closer than, than family, um, then they meet your family, they could deal with the BS because friends are usually the ones that are the shit talkers <laughs> and that won't hold back. 
Um, and if they could deal with them, I think that's so so far a good approach. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you mentioned, if they can't deal with them, maybe you should reassess who you're with or why you're with them. And I think another question that I had for myself and for, for you was, how do you assess them? How do you assess the person you're with? Like, what what do you use as a um, reference? Well, the reference starts with what you like and want. So, um, if like for me, for example, it's like, okay, I like to have a few drinks, go out, hang out with friends, um, and some days not do anything, just watch a movie, right? So, it's kind of def- understanding what you like, and we'll start from there as that person. Do they compliment you? Do they hold you back? Like, I guess the reason why I meet my friends is because I hang out with them a lot that if I go, hey, let's go with my friends, and they're like, ah, you know, the, the honeymoon phase, she'll say yes the first yeah. couple of times. But then after a while, she'll be like, no, you go, you go. And if, if it's going to come down to that, to me, it's already, like, reminding me of my past where it's like, yeah. it's like, why are we creating this wedge? Like, I, I don't want you just to be another piece that's not integrated with mine. Yeah. So it's like, I need them to say, yeah, let's go with your friends. It'd be kind of nice to say, oh, I talked to the girls and, hey, we're, we're going to do this. And it's like, cool. But in all fairness, yeah. I think if they have friends too, you would you would be willing to do the same, no? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it, it does go both both ways. So defining who you, what you like doing and, and stuff like that, like, you know, I don't want to come home and, like, I had a cigar or something with friends. And then I get kind of looked at funny or mad, right? Yeah, because you... You didn't say something or because uh, you went out with your friends and you didn't take her. Or, or or the fact that she might not like cigars. Yeah, the smell. Yeah, you're and right. so then pretty some strong. people don't like it, but it's not like they're going to hold you really bad against it. Yeah. And some are. Like, I can't believe you did it, blah, blah, blah. You know how I feel. Yeah. yeah. And sure. so then those are the little things that I guess I, I would look, look for um, because it would be. Because I, I think I've seen it with friends where we're hanging out with these friends, real good friends, you know, and for a while they get married or have a girlfriend, and it's like you stop seeing them. Yeah, it, it happens I, quite often. And I'm, and I'm trying to avoid that because, um, to me, that, that that's a big part of my family. And so then what happens is not be able to see them and then say what happens if this relationship goes south. Exactly. Then I come back, and it's like, then it's going to be like, you're only coming when she's not around or when you don't have anybody. And to me, that kind of, yeah, that, that kind of sucks. You know what I mean? It, it does. So let's dive into several questions or several statements that you made. First, your friends. Your friends, if they're true friends, first of all, they're going to tell you the truth about what's going on in the relationship. Whether you want to hear it or not, they're, they're going to tell you, hey, true, this is true. what's going on. Secondly, if you do separate from them because of the girl and then they come back afterwards, uh, if if they're true friends, they're going to be like whatever. It's not like you were you were never really gone. Right, they're going right. to give you shit about it for coming oh, yeah. back off. Of that, but <laughs> nevertheless, they're, they're not going to make a big deal out of it because you didn't hang out with them for a few um, few months and then came back. Right. That's what true friends are. And Third, that's important to identify. Yeah. That is important. Thirdly is... I, I believe, I believe wholeheartedly that if you really want to be with somebody and they want to be with you, they're going to make the time and effort to be with you 
and be with the people that surround you, your inner circle, because they know that's who you are. Just like you would have to respect them being around their inner circle if you really love her and really want to be with her and want to move forward in that relationship. So mm-hmm. it, it's the, the compromise is willing to be with each other's friends, each other's family, and knowing how to compromise the time. Right. Once you don't compromise the time and you say, oh, well, why do we always have to go to your friends or why do we always have to go <laughs> to your family? To me, that's a, it reverts back to my my ex and it sort of starts, I start sabotaging the, yeah. the relationship because uh, it's like, well, what's the big deal? Um, you, have, you have trauma. I do. Yeah. I do a little bit on that side. You don't want to slip back to that same, <laughs> and because you weren't comfortable, you didn't like it, right? I didn't mind it, yeah, but, but I think it wasn't fair to always be with one side, right? Instead of being with both sides, yeah. Because yeah. we, you know, she had her inner circle, I had my inner circle, and it was mostly about her inner circle. Um, so it was it was hard gotcha. to to be like, okay, we're always with your inner circle, never with mine. Like, yeah. Why? So I think that's. It's sort of those are some of the triggers that would it make me make it an issue in in the new relationship. The, yeah, that that totally makes sense. Is that's another sense of baggage that we come with is is past traumas, uh, stuff that we learned. We can say um, stuff that, that that they did us wrong with, yeah. right? And we do need to identify them and and, and clearly dissect it so that we know. A, is that something we don't want? B, is that something, you know, we let happen because we allowed our emotions? Um, the idea is to identify it. And the more you can identify it, if it's good or bad, moving forward is key. Because now you have a template to know, you know, what red flag looks like. Yeah. And, and, and you have more uh, data behind Soft all that. Soft data, like you said. <laughs> no, that's hard data. Classic <laughs> data. <laughs> And, and so, so that's, that's big, but I, I think also what we have to remind the people out there is that we're talking about once you flip that switch and know you're, you want to be yeah. with somebody, right? So sometimes you guys got to remember you're in a relationship and you're still in that honeymoon phase trying to figure out, is she the one, you know, and that's a whole different ball game. You know, you might be talking to one girl, another girl. You know, you you just don't know if she's the one to settle down with for, I don't know, different reasons. But um, this is when you're more serious. Yeah, I think. Because I think that can get kind of confusing. And it is because there's, I think there's women and men out there that are like that. They believe like, well, I mean, we're not married. We're not, uh, we're not engaged. We don't have kids together. You know, this is, where is this really going? Um, And. For, I don't want to say just women, but I think for women mostly, once you have something, a foundation like that where you're you're engaged, you're married, or, or you have children together, that it's it's more solidified of a relationship compared to when you guys are just dating. Um, and how long do you start dating before you go to the next phase of how serious you want to get with them, being engaged, being married, or having children with them? Um, yeah. At the beginning, when you start dating, it's what do you want? Uh, now, there's times where you're like, well, what do I want? And you 
you guys are having fun, and <laughs> boom, now she's pregnant. Well, that, you, you should be old enough to... And that, that's where we're yeah. coming in. This is not that type of, of conversation. We're talking about, now we're older. We know yeah. what we want, and, and this is more for older, an older crowd. I mean, it goes for the younger crowd, too. It, it, the foundations are still the same. Yes. But it's the older crowd already knows the BS. Like, I don't want to really deal with that. Um, it, and we have less time. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, um, when you're younger, you have more time to go out and, and go to around. clubs, meet other try, people. What do you say? Try different ice creams? <laughs> yes. I love different flavors. Uh, <laughs> um, but the whole idea, too, is that um, you're at a point where you, your time is more limited. And then you meet girls that are the same, and so then I think it moves at a faster rate. Yeah. You know, so so once you're at our, our age, you know, divorced, and you, you're, you're trying to go back on the dating thing, you try make if you make up your mind faster and quicker, I think your odds are a little bit better. Yes, they are. But if you be understanding, if you make the decision on the wrong person, then understand that's part of the process. It's mm -hmm. that's just the way it goes. Um, that's where the vulnerability comes in. Like how yeah. vulnerable were you and how hurt are you gonna get? And yeah, you do have to bring down that guard, get hurt and go through this process. And I think that's what sometimes also gets tiring after a while. Yeah, the getting hurt. I mean, I'm pretty sure we've hurt people. And, yeah. And I'm pretty sure we've both been hurt. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. I know that yeah, you've been that, hurt That before. other flavor wasn't that yeah, good. Yeah, and I've been hurt before, too. Uh, and I'm sure you've hurt people, and, and I know for a fact I've hurt people, too. Yeah. Um, we're no saints. Yeah, we're, we're by no means are we saints. Yeah. So we're not saying here, sitting here to tell you, you hey. <laughs> That we're a saint. We're here to tell you our experiences and what's worked for us and what hasn't worked for us. Yeah, what to look out and yeah, you know, this just the little things that we do. I mean, I, and I think you hit it in the nail previously. We do sabotage it. Yeah, and and we we I think we do it more than we think. And I'm no expert, no shrink, and all that, but I have a feeling we do it just a bit more than what we all think. I believe we do, especially if you come from a broken relationship or, or, or a pretty bad relationship. Um, that trauma continues forward into the new relationship or the new dating scene. And if you start seeing things that they do that remind you of something that was done to you before, it, it's quickly automatically done where you start sabotaging it without even knowing it. And sometimes we bury that shit so deep that... We don't even know that it's happening. We're just kind of like responding to it. Yeah. Know? It's, it's and, a, and what do they call it? A fight or flight? I think we, oh. we're, sometimes we get into that fight mode. You're, where you're, you're getting fight. into the doggy doggy instincts <laughs> right there. And uh, yeah, um, that definitely does happen. And then this can start off really young. It can be our actual relationship. Um, it just depends who's hurt us and how yeah. deep they hurt us, right? Yeah. That deep. Yeah, and um, always protect the bone, man. Yep. So, um, you know, wrapping this up is, is, is just that, guys. You know, go in there. Don't be afraid. Open yourself up a little and just give it. Give it give it something and see where it goes if, if you found that girl. 
right? But also have these, you, you know, keep your eye out, you know, stay alert and, and understand what you've learned from your past. Yeah. So that, you know, hey, you're, you're going down this road where you're giving a little bit too much. And it's like, yeah, they're taking advantage. We should be old enough to kind of see that. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and if you're not talking to your buddies, hopefully you have some good buddies out there that tell oh, you the same thing. It's like, hey, giving you advice. Sl- slow it down. You know, you're, you're, you're in love. You know, that puppy love thing. That's going to catch you up. Well, that that was back when you were in high school. You, you can't you'd be using that puppy love right yeah. now. Yeah, like yeah. you said, having being vulnerable isn't a bad thing, but having it with boundaries, it's going to help you. I think mm-hmm. for men... Men in general, once you start dating, uh, understand what what you're dating for. If you're dating to have something serious or you're dating just to have fun. And understand the consequences of those, both of those. Because the consequences of you getting more serious with somebody might be that you might get hurt because you start becoming vulnerable. But But, the consequences of you dating and just messing around may also equal you hurting somebody else. That yeah. might have wanted to take you serious. True, true. So just be cognizant of what you want when you're dating and, and be clear. Hey, we're yeah. dating and that's all I want. I don't oh. want anything serious. Or, hey, you know what? I'm We're dating and I see you as something more serious and take those precautions. Use those boundaries. Understand that you have an inner circle, whether you believe it or not. Everybody has an inner circle. They mm-hmm. have their friends, their family, and if for us, we have children, so... That's yeah. the most in the the most deepest portion of the circle that they could get into, and once they get into that portion where they meet the children, then for us that's serious, and that's where it starts getting whether you're going to be moving forward a, as a relationship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you're just dating. Like, how far do you want to take this? And if you don't know which way to go, just don't be a little bitch and put yourself out there <laughs> because it's the only way to elevate yourself is, is, is finding a good, you know, girlfriend. If she turns out to be your wife, having that good partner helps. Yeah. So, but you have to put some, something forward in order to get it back. Yeah. Can't sit there and it, let it hope and, and land. Or you just could be the guy that, you know, you've been married for such a long time and you got divorced and you're like, you know, fuck it. I, I don't want the married life. I'm just going to go out and have fun. You know, that's good, too. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, no. But I understand that, that you might hurt people on in the process of meeting them because maybe they're in the same shoe where yeah. they're past relationships and now they want something serious. But, but like you said, just... The approach is more honest. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm here having fun. I don't settle down. Like, if you let them know at the beginning and that person didn't want to hear, that's as much as you can do. Exactly. Right? And then use protection. Exactly. <laughs> you know, most most importantly for me is understand there's going to be mistakes made. Definitely. There's always going to be mistakes made, whether it's from the girl or from the guy. There's going to be mistakes made. I think how you handle it is going to either also make or break the relationship. Because if either one of you handle it poorly, it could be it could be trauma that is from a previous relationship or somebody that hurt you and it's going to trigger something and it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. So understand that 
there's going to be turbulence. Oh, as long as you it. understand that there's turbulence in, in a dating relationship or just a, a relationship period, you'll be fine. Don't think everything is going to be hunky-dory. Like, oh, I found somebody new and it's going to be fucking rainbows and sunshine from here on out. No. Calm here. down, Rocky. Calm exactly. down. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's going to be, there's there's going to be trouble. And if there's no trouble, there's there's going to, that's an issue. I, yeah. In my opinion, I think that's an issue because yeah. it shows the lack of caring from one partner or the other. And and that those are, that's a good point. Um, so the turbulence is going to be there. And most importantly, in any relationship you go into or got, get out of, it's the process is you, you, you're trying to keep learning from yourself, from your mistakes. Um, so the idea is that each time you're doing it, you get a little better at it. Yeah. And so then um, maybe you never find her, but at least you're fine-tuning it. Exactly. Because that's a perfect way of saying it. You're fine-tuning what you're, what you're looking for now. Yes, because we can get some crazy girls out there that can really mess up your life. <laughs> or hurt you. Yeah. Fuck you all, fuck you all kinds of. Like, like physically. I mean, like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, she can entrap you to having a kid. You know, you're like at an age that you don't want to. Yeah. You know, yeah, so true. knowing what you want is going to help you try to avoid what those crazies. Yeah, what you right? shouldn't be into. <laughs> to saying, ooh, your your vibes are fucking, <laughs> yeah. you, you, you know, to this, to that. There's some girls that are out there. Is, is kind of what I'm saying. So the more you know what you want, I think you're going to have a better time in that process. And I think sticking to it is yeah. very important because... We become, we relax our foundation and start looking just at at the looks of mm, a person. That can get you in trouble. And yeah, it gets you totally in trouble because nothing of what you're looking for is in this woman. And all yeah. of a sudden, like you said, they catch you up by having a kid, and you're like, "How did I get here?" Yeah, try to avoid that because, man, at at this age, you, it's not that it's not beautiful to have a kid at this age, but it's just a lot of freaking oh, yeah. work money headache so uh my opinion is yeah stay away from that wrap it up do what you have to do but clearly stay away from those crazy yeah crazy hyenas that are ready to just because lock you down you know sometimes like the hot and crazy go together you know not to say that those those crazy women aren't really good in other areas well, that's what's, yeah. The, that yeah, that's what's gonna do the voodoo magic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that putang is gonna. Oh, just the way they move their heads. Oh, the, yeah, that that passion. Yeah, it's gonna be. So you have to be careful with the alcohol, and oh, if yeah. you have come across one of those. Because, and that's, I think that's <laughs> the main purpose of going into a bar, understanding that the expectations of you finding a wife there is probably not the highest because of the alcohol that's involved and mm. and it sort of diminishes any expectations of your foundation that you would have if you were sober to look forward into a woman like hey you know these are my foundations and this is what i'm looking for in a woman when so alcohol is involved you know they're gone those foundations are gone foundation. yeah they just, what foundation yeah, exactly yeah and then you start just looking at this woman and she looks appealing to you and all of a sudden you know and, things and, go sideways and the worst part is the more beers, she oh, looks yeah. more appealing. Exactly. And you're thinking, this is a hot-ass girl right, right. here. And it's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's less than a 10 for sure. <laughs> and you swore that that night she was a 10. All your buddies were oh, texting, yeah, yeah. oh, she's a 10. And then yeah. you wake up and the she's 10 went a down 10. to a 5 or 4. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> How many beers did you have? How many times has that happened? Yeah, oh, yeah it happens. Say. I'm pretty sure it happens with the guys and the girls because, yeah. like I said, girls go in there with the expectation they're going to find That's true. Uh, a millionaire and, you know, he's going to be a hunk with, a, you know, a body of a god. Yeah, yeah. And they thought they I was, like, in. Italian and I'm Mexican. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it happens to both men and women. Just be careful. I yeah. mean, our podcast is more based for men because we are obviously men that mm, are – yeah seeking women and we're trying to help out our fellow men only because for us we didn't have that guidance and that's why we're trying to help guide other individuals who are divorced or are in the same shoes that we are in um help them through what they have to go through yeah don't repeat the past you know we're trying to keep evolving exactly and and sometimes um we we just get caught up with life and sometimes you just need a partner and you, you pick up exactly where you left off and just because you're lonely or, you, you know, you, you need that other person to pass the time with, right? Yeah, and, and for yeah. me, I'm I'm Christian, so I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, it says we are not meant to be alone, and, and I fully agree with that. We are not meant to be alone. Now, it's not to say that you can't, can't be alone. It's okay to be alone and understand who you are and get to know yourself. That's something separate. But for you to be alone for the rest of your life, no, that's not what yeah. what we're meant to be, to be alone for the rest of our lives. And, and life is a little bit more beautiful with people around. Yeah, when, when you have somebody to share it with. Yeah, yeah. It's like having a drink. Just yourself, it's cool. With you consider one, an alcoholic, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, when, when you're with friends, it's social. So, so it's like having it with, with another buddy, it's cool because you guys get into these deep conversations and then... Talk about, hey, let's do a podcast and crap like that, right? But <laughs> that, when you, that evolved really quick. Yes. But then you have other people when now it's three or four, and then it's just a whole different vibe. Yeah. We're talking shit, making fun of each other. I think for guys, it's, it's it goes that way. You start drinking and you yeah. start talking shit and just having fun and enjoying, like you said, enjoying the moment that you're in because it, it just goes by so fast. Yeah, it, it and I guess I was just pointing out how, like, you know, from one to two is, is, is a different experience. Then you add three to four people there, guys just hanging out, to six or seven. It, it just it, it, it just changes, you know. Yeah. Uh, more shit talking as the more you get there. And, oh, yeah. You know, uh, it all depends also on the alcohol, how much you have. Oh, yeah, that makes a huge difference. But, you know, you start, you start knowing who they are. You start knowing, mm-hmm. they start knowing who you are. Because within that shit talking, some of it is true. Like we'll say truths not to hurt people, but so they could know who you are. Yeah. Uh, or so they could sort of point out a default that you may not understand. They might say jokingly, but it's when, you sort of reflect on it. Like, oh yeah, maybe. Uh, I... How honest can you be with the person that doesn't like honesty? Exactly. And so yeah, sometimes it's joking around here and there. But it's gauging on your reaction. Can you take the truth? Exactly. I, you, you're, that's so true. Because I, I think some of us, they can't, you know, because they weren't taught how to deal with it or whatever. We're, no one's perfect, right? Yeah. And so I, I think we're not told that. We, we have to be perfect or whatever. 
And so when we start shit talking, that's kind of a game. Can they take it? Can they let go of this shit talking and not take it personal? Yeah. So later when you do bring a girl and then be like, bro, dude, this girl's not for you. Or when you have a more serious conversation. Yes, that that they're taking it. And sometimes you do have to be a little harsh because they either not listening, they're not getting it, right? They don't know what two plus two is. So, <laughs> Mathematicians. We, yes, to all you mathematicians out there. Um, so I, I think joking around, that's kind of how guys figure it out. But yeah, like you said, they gauge how somebody's going, going to take comments uh, or the truth for that yeah. matter. Of what's going on in their lives or who they are. Very true. So to wrap this up, yep. um, you know, all I can tell you guys is just, you know, put yourself out there, do the best you can, and and hopefully you have a good group of friends that you can bounce ideas. And then you have us listen to our podcast. Maybe something might help you out. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so. for me, it it would be the same thing. You know, just understand that once you put yourself out there. Yeah, you might get hurt, but like you said, you're going to learn something. And get back you're, on the horse. You're going to learn something out of it. And, and if you understand that going into any type of dating relationship or any type of dates, uh, that you might get hurt, but yes. you're going to learn, yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, because they will hurt you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get back on that saddle and just give it everything. Yeah. Get, get that poo tank. All right. Good night, guys. Good night.